Hello, everybody, indeed. Welcome to the Animation Podcast. This is episode 327. I'm Jero, joined by Amro. What's up? And that is it. Uh, unusual Steve not here this week. Steve Steve had every excuse under the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was saying, like, I'm thinking he was talking about he thought he might have had COVID, so he got a test and it was negative, so he's going to go to a party, and that's that's probably where he'll get COVID now. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like, if he, if he doesn't have it now, he's going to very soon. <laughs> yeah, like, inching closer towards it, like... Uh, like I, I still haven't had it in in the two years plus. Uh, have you? Have you been close to anyone that's been exposed or anything? Um, miraculously, I have not had it, and and there has been people I've worked with that that have caught it. Right, so mm-hmm. you know, same. And like you know, I I, I thought I was going to be like less at risk when I left the uh, when I left the store environment, but then you know like co-workers in the office have, have gotten it and i'm like oh boy here we go uh-huh. yeah <laughs> uh and then you always see these stories on anime news network and Crunchyroll. there's so many voice actors or oh, yeah. manga that get covid and then i read the stories and i always see like how does this affect their work but they never they never list anything so i'm kind of like mm-hmm. you know i mean we we all know well, by now that covid in the common cases it's sore throat mm-hmm. cold stuff yeah but which you know when a voice actor gets it that that kind of affects their whole <laughs> career yeah but um yeah um there's been multiple shows this season alone that have been delayed because of it like um uh uncle from another world which kind of, that one really bothered me because it, it got postponed at least like two weeks due to covid yeah um but then netflix which is two weeks behind also postponed their their episodes and i'm like come on you could have that's like, at yeah least they could have been on time <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of dumb there's got to be some wording in that contract that says it can only wear air on a two-week delay mm-hmm. um but uh speaking of that in, instead of being very structured in what we talked about let's let's keep it very general today on on this episode start by like talking about just like what we're watching and playing and stuff so uh, since we talked about anime, uh, what have you been watching, Amro? What have you been enjoying so far? What have you seen so far? Well, I've been I've been mainly sticking to seasonal stuff. Um, so I, it's again like if you know me and you listen to like our season preview, you, you have a pretty good idea of what I stuck with. Um, the the when will Ayuma make his move? I'm I'm up to date on. Um, I'm still watching a couple of cuckoos. Um, I think I'm one episode behind on that. I need to watch the one that came out yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course Don Machi, which uh, I was telling uh, I was telling someone online. I I saw the entire sixth episode uploaded on YouTube. It was like, which is which is not out yet, mind you. It leaked. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. like, well. There's no way I'm not going to watch this <laughs> in in 240p quality. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like the technology we have, and at any time anything leaks, it's just trash quality all the time. Yeah. Which of course they those have been removed by now, but um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited about Don Machi because uh, this season they've definitely been taking their time with the adaptation. Um, with episode five and six, they're wrapping up volume 12. And that leads me to believe that the rest of the season is going to be, uh, volumes 13 and 14, which are like one long arc. 
um, mm. which, you know, like you'll see at the end of the sixth episode, there's going to be a tease uh, with Ryu and, you know, anybody who, who likes Ryu will not be disappointed, you know, since she's going to be a big, uh, big focus for this uh, second part with her and her backstory. So, oh, nice. uh, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the opposite where I haven't been sticking to seasons. Like, I like Uncle from Another World, but I've only watched mm-hmm. a, the first two episodes. Same with Call of the Night. I've only watched two episodes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And then those are the main shows from this season that I was interested in. And I've been kind mm-hmm. of going back a little bit. So uh, going through Crunchyroll, just scrolling through and finding whatever picks my fancy at that particular time and i've watched suki gakure from a few years ago oh very, yeah yeah very nice very sweet show um really really like the uh really like that story and, and the romance in that series um and then i've also watched uh for something a little different idaten deities no only peace um you know i, lo- I love mappa i try to check mm-hmm. out a lot of their shows and this is one that had a, a really cool style for a for a shonen series, but there there's something always odd with shonen series, especially like these that are ongoing. When you have now, it's not a very long running manga. There's only about forty some chapters. I I don't really know what the frequency of release is. Mm-hmm. So, but like episode six, I believe they were around the 20s on the chapter so oh wow there's this weird kind of separation where it kind of it's like either episode six or seven is is one arc and then the rest of the four or five episodes is a separate arc involving like the demons kind of replanning what to do against the Edaten characters like Ren and Hayato and Yisli, for example. And so mm-hmm. it's one of these things where the ending to the series, the final arc, kind of felt a little odd. It was definitely an inconclusive ending, and it doesn't seem like one of those that anytime soon is going to be getting a season two because there's just not enough manga content to keep up with. So it's it's a fun series early on but i kind of think the wheels start to come off a little bit by the end gotcha yeah that's a little unfortunate like that that kind of reminds me of uh, a show that was definitely more trashy to begin with but um oh god i can't even remember what it's called but it it was the it was the typical or the demon lord reborn is a typical nobody that's what it was oh yeah um where Yes, it was your trashy light novel adaptation, but like I was having fun with it. And then like halfway through, they did this like time travel arc where they went back in time to like when he was still alive, and that took up like the last chunk of the the the, the season. And it bothered me because like it it completely turned the premise on its head, where it's like I was enjoying the school shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And whatever was coming with that. And then they're just like, yeah, we're going to spend the last five episodes in the past uh, dealing with some stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it just oh, yeah. pulled the rug out from under. And I get that they were probably following the the light novel story. And I think that's a problem where, you know, you, you run into, like, an adaptation where you're so stuck to following the order of the story. 
um, and you're just like, well, this this is the amount of episodes we have, and we have to do this because it's the next one, so we're just going to have to fit it in with like the remaining episodes we have, which just mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm also looking... Uh, I'm halfway through Spriggan. And, Ooh, yeah, I, I finished that. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoy it so far. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I love the, the whole idea of like protecting the ancient technologies and uh, mm-hmm. all of the different sceneries that I've seen seen them on so far so that's been a pretty cool series um second episode was pretty cool um and that's why you don't have to binge like right each episode is you know very episodic right um i like i i wasn't familiar with spriggan like this is a remake but you know watching the first episode i was like oh i see so so his childhood friend she's gonna be a recurring character you don't ever see her again for the rest of the season yeah (laughs) I was also surprised that I, I thought it was so obvious that that they he looked like the guy that she knew from the past. I was like, wait. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, you're that guy. It really took you that long. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's been that's been pretty cool so far. I'm looking to finish that up. And then I was also I haven't watched it yet, but I was uh, I scrolled by Hori Mia. Did you mm. watch that series? Do you remember that? I, I didn't, and okay. I think just because it was on Funimation at the time, and I I watched like even though I had a Funimation scri- subscription, like I spent most of my time on Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. um, so I, I might go back and revisit it because it, it seems like the kind of show I might like. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Funimation because I was noticing that as I was scrolling through, like oh they have this show now. And it's like oh yeah the the merger you know a long time ago. So <laughs> so that that, that yeah. has been. Uh, pretty nice and then i saw you mentioned you watched the takagi-san movie and um just to quickly say that it's something you've been talking about on this podcast for many season mm-hmm. previews and you've been a big fan of but it's always flowing under my radar and mm-hmm. i was looking there's like three seasons and a movie mm-hmm. and i haven't watched any of them yet like you know i like uh komi-san and Nagatoro and all of these similar mm-hmm. kind of series like I, I just haven't looked at a uh, Takagi-san yet well it's it's so funny that you bring up Suki Gakide um like in regards to that because like it's it's a it's a very much a middle school romance right so it's it's not as like you're you're not gonna get all the drama that you would from like high school age kids or whatever it's just it's it's really a, a sweeter kind of like oh Oh, she's teasing him, but obviously she likes him, and he's he's always trying to one up her, but like he fails because mm-hmm. you know she always gets the upper hand, and, and it, it does have a formula, but like it it has a good sense of progression, and I, I you know like I, every season has a good like wrap up, and and I think it has good production values, but my my biggest complaint about Takagi Son is the fact that like they do not make it easy to watch the damn show <laughs> because I, I remember when it first came out, it was, um, I don't know if it was on Funimation or Crunchyroll. It was one of the two, but then Netflix got the second season um, exclusively. Hmm. And even though uh, the first season had been dubbed, Netflix went and dubbed it with their own cast. <laughs> right. Hmm. And then, and then they did not get season three. High dive got season three. So now you have to go to High Dive to watch it. And 
the movie, of course, came out in a very limited release where um, we're, we're, we live in North Carolina. Uh, the only theater that I saw was actually showing it was in Concord, which is um, near Charlotte. Right. And, you know, that's like a two hour drive uh, from where where we were at. So I, I kind of got lucky in the sense that it actually lined up with a business trip I had. And when I saw I was driving kind of, you know, in that direction anyway, and I could expense that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, time to go watch the Takagi-san movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's again, like it's it's exactly what you would expect from Takagi-san, except it's a movie and mm. it has better production values and stuff like that. But um, what I kind of liked about it is is that the theme of the movie was sort of uh, the uncertainty of like growing up, right? You know, like where they're in middle school, they're in their last year. Hmm. Um, it's their last summer together. Uh, they don't know if they're going to still be together in high school or whatever. And, and so, so like they're not going out, right. But they're spend all their time together uh-huh. to the point where like all their friends think, yeah, obviously right. they're, they're a couple. <laughs> right. But you know, mentally he's like, they're having to come up with like reason. Like he's, he's like, I, I want to spend more time with her. So I have to come up with a reason, oh, yes. <laughs> like, a, a, like an excuse. Right. Um, and, and they just so happen to find a kitten, like a stray cat and they raise it and take care of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, it's a, it's a movie, so it's gotta be dramatic. Right. So something happens where they have to give up the cat. Um, I, I was just happy to see that they didn't pull the cheap and easy drama point of the cat getting run over by a car or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they, they found a different way to do it and I actually preferred it that way. Um, but the best the best part of the movie for me was the the very you know it's it's the Marvel movie thing where you have to stay to the end of the credits. I, I couldn't believe there was people standing up and walking out. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they did a tease um, at the end of the movie where it it shows you know fittingly a tease for teasing Master Takagi-san, mm-hmm. um, where it shows you a time skip where they've grown up and obviously they're a couple and they're married and they have their daughter and. Uh. You know, it, it's a it's a tease for the for the spinoff manga, which is the former uh, Takagi son, um, and and I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that I love that manga, and every time I read it, I'm like, man, I wish families were a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have I'll have to start watch. I'll have to find. Uh, I'll have to jump through all the hoops to figure out where to watch this thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I watched Komi San, and then immediately like read all of the manga leading up to that so yeah i got got room to fit uh another another series of uh similar nature yeah yeah i I, the just as a funny like trivia point um (laughs) uh, attack on titan fans uh the main character is voiced by yuki kaji (laughs) (laughs) it's it is it's a very different uh type of of yuki kaji role um, oh. as opposed to Aaron Yeager. Um, but, um, also the, uh, the main female lead Takagi is voiced by, uh, I've seen Takahashi Ri. Yes. Ri. Uh, and she's, you know, Megumin and Amelia, uh, from ReZero. Um, so, you know, she's, she's great. Hmm. And, and they're like, they have to be great because like, they're the, most of the time it's just those two characters playing off each other. So a right. lot, lot of fun. All right, so just curious if the end credits shows 
like the future does that kind mm -hmm. of close the door on future seasons or is there plenty more that can be done in terms of animation? so i i haven't read the main line takagi-san series uh, manga so i i don't know if like there's more to adapt or or what the deal with that is but um my hope is that we do get an anime adaptation of the uh of the spinoff uh um, okay they're you know adults and um so yeah that I, I feel like that would be really nice but you know who knows like i feel like even if it if it didn't it, the movie was a good cap off for the for the whole series all right cool yeah i i think i'm gonna i might put that at the front of the line then to check out um let's see watching nothing else so if you're not then oh well let me let me just bring up a couple things so um I'm I'm not caught up on Call of the Night. Um like you, I kind of like I think the third episode I fell behind on, but I definitely plan right. on, on watching that. Um and and the other one was um oh the, the big titty succubus demon. Oh uh, Vermeil and Gold. Thank you. Um that one I've seen like I think five episodes of that one. And kind of what surprised me about it, and I think Anime Blue mentioned this um at one point to me, is that it's really more of a battle show, of, like a shonen battle <laughs> anime <laughs> than it is like an etchy rom com. Like it I mean that it's definitely there, but you know, immediately they start having like fights with uh with other magic users and stuff. Mm. And and I was like I was like, Oh, I kind of wasn't expecting that. Uh, so is it is it like more tournament themed or is there like any outside threat so it's it's a magic school so they have like a system where you can have like duels with uh, other students um i would imagine at some point there's going to be a tournament arc because you know it's it's a battle action show set at an academy um but the last thing i saw was there was an evil professor who was trying to harness the the power of a demon mm -hmm. and and i was like oh okay that's that's interesting the, the guy like the guy started talking and it was uh uh takehiko koyasu which is dio's voice actor uh, <laughs> so i'm like he's obviously evil <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh i i on call of the night i saw in a recent episode that the guys that performed the ending theme the creepy nuts group they apparently mm -hmm. have a cameo role in one of the episodes there's a nice little easter egg in there uh so yeah if if that's it for uh, anime stuff so let's get to games um i've been playing tower of fantasy it's the latest gotcha game i don't know if you've seen anything about this one amuro um I, I just know that it exists and um the one thing like the one thing i saw someone talk about it was uh, that when they were playing it, they just wished they could be playing Genshin instead. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much like how I felt in my experience playing it. So I'm a, I'm a big Genshin player, and mm -hmm. this game really just lacks the polish that Genshin has. I, I, I mean, I think about the quality of art in Genshin, comparing that to just kind of how flat like the world looks in in tower of fantasy and there's even some areas as you're falling down and kind of dodging and using your jetpack and stuff that it's like okay this is like a worse version of liyue that i'm in right now or something so um artistically it just doesn't have the polish in terms of music it doesn't have the polish but uh 
I did play enough to get the free SSR. So you do a bunch of activities and you eventually get so many points that you can open an SSR and you can choose between one of like 10 characters. So what what you do in Tower is when you roll the gotcha, you're really ro rolling for weapons because what you can do is you can either uh, have your character overlaid by the person that holds the weapon. There's like King, like he's this guy with red hair, or there's this girl, Samir, that has twin guns. She was the one I picked. And you can walk around either as them, or you can walk around as your self-made character and use that all the different weapons that you roll. So you're really rolling weapons, more so specifically than characters. Um, mm. So it's a little... MMO-esque in a way in how you kind of farm for stuff but the thing is you know when you play enough gotcha games at some point your your capacity to farm and min-max is just so difficult that I, I think long term uh, I'll probably uninstall Tower in the near future because Genshin is getting 3.0 soon Sumeru, whole new region it's going to be a whole new collection of characters, and I'm already invested in that, and uh, I'm used to the farming methods and the cycles and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, Tower Tower is okay at best, but if you're a Genshin player, I think you're going to be disappointed in hoping to find a better alternative. Mm. Um... So it's like so it's like if you really must play a gotcha and you're not already playing Genshin. <laughs> yeah, then Tower of Fantasy in that scenario would be worth a shot. Um been playing some Rocket League. Uh I was I was uh watching a lot of the esport tournament that they just had recently. Some exciting stuff going on there. So I've been playing that a little bit more. And I'm I'm eventually gonna I eventually like I'm in like the high platinum, low diamond rank. At some point, I think I'm going to have to take the time to go into the game and instead of just playing a ranked match or something, go in and actually start to learn some mechanics because there's a lot of times that when the ball's over me, like I, I just feel so lost. Like, oh, oh shit, it's coming toward me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why am I on defense? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rocket League. All this after all this time, still still very fun and enjoyable for me. Um, so, have they been like updating the game and, and just like has it been evolving ever since it originally came out? Or yeah, I was actually curious because I hear pro players they'll they'll mention in general terms the meta, but I'm sitting here thinking, okay, it's the same cars on a standard arena. It's the same size, you know, just like a football field or something. Like, how does the meta? really evolve is it just like the way you I, i've heard mention of like 50 50 so like when both when players on both teams collide with the ball what way does the ball bounce and ways that you can favorably win 50 50s and kind of control a little bit of where the ball goes or uh you know mm -hmm. people are still using the same there's two cars that are still popular in the pro scene the octane and the fennec so there's there's not really much. There was one guy that used a Ghostbusters car <laughs> for a couple <laughs> rounds, and then it, and then they started losing, and he was like, 
you know, in between games you can switch. So he like, he, he went back to a regular car. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't stick to his guns. Nah. So uh, that, and then got a new Destiny season coming out soon. And in addition to the new Destiny season, we're going to get a preview of Lightfall, which is going to be the next major expansion, hopefully in February. So uh, I wasn't too excited about this last season. So I'm kind of hoping that Arc 3.0 and this Lightfall preview will rekindle my interest in Destiny that I haven't been as interested in in, uh, in a couple months. Uh, what about gotcha. you, Amra? So um, I mentioned uh, that I, I went on that business trip, right? So I was holed up in a, in a hotel for a week, uh, working late night shifts. So not really a lot of uh, going out on the town that I was doing. So, mm. of course, I brought my Switch with me. And uh, the game I played the most was Donkey Kong Country 3. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, one of the online apps? or uh... Yeah, on the, on the Super Nintendo emulator. Uh, okay. Now, and... And, and Donkey Kong Country 3, I think, is, like, really underrated um, in terms of the Donkey Kong Country series. And and I, I remember it fondly from my, uh, you know, the the 90s when I was playing Super Nintendo back in the day. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's I've, I've been playing that mostly um, back home, uh, you know, on my PlayStation again, because uh, I'm, I'm not taking my PlayStation 5 with me uh, across state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, right. don't want to risk I don't want to risk that getting stolen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, back home uh, on my console of choice, I've been playing uh, uh, Voice of Cards recently. So it's a RPG uh, that has uh, Yoko Taro as a creative director. So, you know, music is by the same team that did the music for, for Nier. And uh, it's, it's essentially a card game RPG, right? So you hear card game and you immediately kind of like conjure a picture in your head of like Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh or that kind of thing. But, it, but it's literally nothing like that at all. Um, it's, it's straight up a, a classic turn-based RPG, uh, story-based, where instead of like pixel graphics or 3d character models, everything is rendered in cards and the there's no, the only voice act in the game is a a DM, like a dungeon master who's like narrating and, and doing all the voice lines and everything. And it's, it was like, it's just really unique in, in the way that it's presented. And then, um, the story it tells is pretty straightforward. Like, like if you've played a Yoko Taro game, you kind of know what to expect. Like there's going to be a twist. Um, you know, the, the, the one I've been playing is the dragon of Isle roars and there's actually a sequel, which I'm going to move on to very shortly hereafter. Um, but you know, you're on a quest to kill a dragon, right? And this being a Yoko Taro game, you're like, the dragon's probably not evil. <laughs> like there's probably something behind it. And, and, you know, like there's going to be a, a, a twist that changes your perspective on things. And, and of course there is, um, you know, there's a, you, you have to make a choice at the end and, you know, you kind of have to do the final battle over multiple times to get like the, all the endings. But um, what, what I've enjoyed about it is that like, it's everything is kept simple. Like, the, the level cap is 30, um, you know, like the highest damage or HP you're going to run into is like double digits. You know, you're, you're not going to like the final or the most powerful boss in the game has 400 HP. 
you know, so it it's it's an adventure that's over relatively quickly, mm-hmm. and I just have a little bit more like grinding I need to do to get like the last card info uh, for my collection, uh, the the ninja info cards, uh, <laughs> so that I can uh, get the platinum trophy. And I think I put like eighteen hours into it. Okay, that that sounds like a pretty reasonable time investment for a, yeah, for and- a platinum. Oh yeah, and and if you get the um, if you get the near like the DLC or whatever, um, you can change like your character's appearance to resemble uh, near a replicant, mm-hmm. and you can also change the music to be the soundtrack from from near, which I I highly recommend. <laughs> oh nice, yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm assuming that the sequel, which is um, it's voice of card something or another, um, I think it's the DLC is near automata themed, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Okay, cool. And I, I'm looking at the the Steam page for this, and there's a demo available, so I will go ahead and download that. Oh, yeah. And um, what else have I been playing? So, it, you know, like, this isn't really anything new or anything, but I, I revisited Final Fantasy VII Remake recently. Um, and I, I will say, this is, like, like, my one recommendation. If you know who Tim Rogers is... Um, he he's great. He's hilarious. He's he's a certified genius. Yeah. Uh, he makes video <laughs> video game videos on on YouTube and stuff. Right. Uh, I I definitely recommend going to watch his Final Fantasy VII remake review, which is like three hours long. Uh, you know, just watch it in parts. <laughs> All right. But like he he makes a really good point in in that video where he's talking about how uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake is best played like after you've already beaten Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? And and the point of that is that like the real game is the hard mode where it strips down all the, you know, like you can't use items. Uh, you've already completed the game once. Your characters are probably already max level. Um, so you're really just at that point, you're just playing the game. You're not doing side quests. You're not going out of your way to find random treasure chest. Hmm. Uh, so like, the pacing is a hundred times better. Um, and you're not worrying about customizing your characters. Like you're going to have a loadout that you're like going to be comfortable with and stuff like that. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like with the materia setups that I had by the point of end game on normal mode, I probably would have easily made those work just fine and hard. Yeah. It is. And so, and so like his, the point he was making was that, um, RPGs as they are, is kind of like an artifact of, you know, like an era where they had to kind of artificially extend the length of games and stuff like that. So like, why is, why is this game still a quote unquote RPG? Right. When, when you really could just make it an action game mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just experience the story and play it through as is. Um, and, and like, I think the reason people like he, again, like he says in his video, like that, that the reason people liked RPGs back in the day is it was, wasn't because they were RPGs. It's because they were good games. Mm-hmm. Right. And you kind of gravitated towards RPGs knowing like, Oh, this is the one that has the good story and the good characters and stuff like that. And I feel like that a lot of those mechanics and, and tropes of like, you know, turning the camera around as soon as you get control of the character to go look in the opposite direction to find a treasure chest that has a potion that you'll never use. Mm-hmm. Like that could probably be dropped, you know, from, from game design. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I, I I made it a good chunk of the way through that, like in a relatively quick amount of time. And I was just like, man, this game is so much better when you don't have to, you know, search every corner for crap. <laughs> ah, okay. And so just recently, this was your first time playing on hard? No, no, no. I feel like I, you I had played already, before, yeah. Yeah, I had already gotten the Platinum Trophy. And ah, okay. um, the uh, the reason I think I was revisiting it was because I, I still hadn't gotten all the trophies in the uh, Yuffie DLC. Oh, yeah. And so, and so, I took the opportunity to actually play because, like, I, I got the platinum before Intergrade came out, um, which had the PS5 upgrades and stuff like that. So I was like, let me use this as my opportunity to play the game on PS5, and and yeah. So if you haven't played FF7 Remake, the PS5 version is the way to go. Hmm. Or yeah. or if you have a PC, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go you way. download download the mods. <laughs> <laughs> You know, have have a uh, uh, swim swim trunks cloud fight against naked Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Uh... It's so stupid. I, <laughs> I hate I hate the internet. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I also just wanted to mention I'm looking forward to Splatoon three coming out next month. They had a big video about it, and I just wanted to mention the the Nintendo online subscription with the the N64 and Sega Genesis online. I mm-hmm. think it's a pretty worthwhile deal because for me, well, I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing during the early days of the pandemic, and that DLC was free with that subscription. for. Uh, uh, and if you have a family account, like all family members can download it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um I've also been playing Mario Kart. They've been releasing a new wave of tracks for Mario Kart 8 as, you know, we don't really need a Mario Kart 9 or whatever at this point. Like, 8 is its own platform now, and they're they're kind of doing what, you know, you'd envision for that kind of game. It's like, just yeah, just release a bunch of new tracks over the course of a year or so. So it, it's been fun to play a combination of the new stuff, uh, reprisals from past Mario Kart iterations, and then also, you know, I wasn't too big on the mobile game uh, Grand Tour, so it's fun to see some of those tracks make its way to the Switch version. So, uh, nice. I've been, yeah, I've been playing that, and, you know, that, that subscription has been worth it for those three DLCs, or the included DLCs. All right, so... Uh, Nothing left in the world of what's what we're watching and playing. Uh, let's do 20 questions to wrap up the podcast. So uh, we're going to do one round each, and uh, I'll go first. All right. So, so I have we, we, my – go ahead. I was going to say, we, we talked about this beforehand. Uh, you, you have a video game. I've got an anime. Okay. Yeah, so – uh, video game, 20 questions, go. All right. Did this game come out before the year 2000? No. Okay, so it's an after 2000 game. Did it come out um, after the year 2010? No. Okay, so it's a 2000s game. Um, was this game originally released on a home console uh yes it was 
Okay. Uh, was it a console exclusive? It was well, not. Let me. Okay, so it was it was a multi platform game at release. Right. Um, that's four. Okay. Um, was this a PS3 360 Wii generation game? Yes, it was. Okay. And it's multi platform. Uh, was it? Was this game developed in Japan? It was not. Okay, so it's probably an American game, um, which which you know I don't play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, your type is you're you're very specific. I I feel like I can really drill <laughs> you down to like four or five game types. It's all right. All yeah, right, we we but, solved uh, that one twenty questions by me asking if you had actually played it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, did this game so it's not japanese was this uh is this game a, a shooter it is um is it a first person shooter it is i feel like that was implied but i want to make sure right. <laughs> um okay so it's a multi-platform shooter on the ps3 generation um was this game made by Activision? It was not. Okay. Um, was this game made by BioWare? It was not. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a, that was kind of a hail mary. I was going down the uh, I was going down the BioShock uh, <laughs> out there. Um. Shoot. Okay. So it's not an Activision game. It's not a Bioware game. Um. Oh God, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> Shooters. Uh, it's a west. So it's so it's a western game. Um, is this a sci-fi shooter? Yes, it is. Ooh. Okay. So so it's a sci-fi shooter. Um. Did Bungie make this game? They did not. Okay. That rules out Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Was actually uh, this is yeah Destiny this is just a question for myself. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, this is and this came out in the two thousands. So sci-fi shooter. Oh God! What what were the sci-fi shooters in the back in the day? Um, shoot! I might as well give yeah. up at this point. <laughs> I forget what the question uh, number we're on. Actually, I think I think twelve. I've been kind of okay. keeping track, but all right. Um. Uh, um. Sci-fi shooter. Do you play as a human in this game? Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> so you're not you're not an alien or a robot, okay? It uh, was this an EA game. It was not. Um, was this a Ubisoft game? No. Crap. I don't know. I don't know any other. Um, oh, um, was this a Valve game? <laughs> no, it wasn't. 
crap. Yeah, that, I'm I'm good. That's sixteen. Yeah, I was like maybe Half Life. Um, um, you said it wasn't developed in Japan, but was it published by Square Enix? No. I think that's 17 questions. I'm bad at this. I'm, I may have, I, actually... I may have baited you with the the game choice, ah. knowing your interest <laughs> in games. <laughs> you, you played it against me. Hmm. Uh, have I played this game? I have to say no. Okay. Um. I think I've only got one more question and then and then I have to guess. Um does this game have online multiplayer? It doesn't. Oh shoot. Okay, so it's a sci-fi game that doesn't have it's a sci-fi shooter that doesn't have multiplayer. And it was a multi-console on the PlayStation 360 generation. Uh Oh god. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but I'm going to guess that um that one insomniac shooter that they made that was really dumb that nobody liked. Oh, uh I kind of <laughs> know what you're talking about there, but no, it's definitely not that one. Um I actually I actually want to find out what that game was right now. <laughs> uh, just... Fuse. <laughs> Fuse. Oh, yeah. That was pretty bad. Um, so we'll go into 21, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you, uh-huh. you said the name of the game. Oh, really? You, you did. Oh, crap. I said a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was, it was early. It was it was like your first kind of like I think I'm on to something. Uh was it was it Bioshock? It was Bioshock. Who developed Bioshock? Two K games. Oh come on. Two <laughs> K <laughs> probably like they're big, but in terms of name recognition, not as popular as like EA or Ubisoft or them. Did okay, so was was 2K the developer or the publisher? So they were the developer and publisher. So it was a joint oh. developer between 2K Boston and 2K Australia. Got it. I'm, I'm I just looked it up and it's like it's got like irrational games on there. I, I think the only reason I associated Bioware with it was because of the bio and the Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I was I was working on a faulty premise to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I, I was like, "Oh, maybe he's making Mass Effect here," and then you said Bioshock. I was like, "Oh, Amro." <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot of that took a lot of self control <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to, to see me hit it and then walk away from it in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, sci fi shooter. Um, with all of the different abilities in addition to the typical guns that you would pick up in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so it's, Bioshock. 
it's so it's so funny like I, I feel like if i had hit on the uh the multiplayer aspect sooner I, I might have been like i might have second guessed the bioshock thing but uh but yeah that was a that was a good pick all right so you have an anime for me yes and let me uh pull up my uh wikipedia page so that uh i'm not speaking nonsense here right. and okay i'm ready okay um was this released before 2010? That would be... Before 2010, no. Okay, so... Uh, so it would be after. Okay, was this released between 2010 and 2015? Yes. All right. Hopefully my keyboard clicks. Right, can you hear my keyboard clicks? A little bit. Okay, all right. So hopefully it's not too bad for the people listening. Okay, so released be between 2010 and 2015. Um, is this a brains-based anime? I'm going to say no on that one. Okay, brains-based, no. Is it a KyoAni series? Nope. Kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, is this a rom-com series? I'm going to say no. Was that, four, was that four or five? Five. Okay. Was this an isekai series? No. Was this an action series? I would not describe it as an action series, no. Not described as action. All right, I'm going to go back to the studios things here. So, was this J.C. Staff? Nope. Was this animated by who would be who would be other kind of bigger studios around that time? Madhouse. Nope. Damn, I am really striking out on all these studios. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give you I'll give you one hint. Um this is a studio that makes shows that I enjoy but I don't often think about um as like one of my favorite studios. Like it it it's usually one that I just I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It exists." All right. Um okay, so there's there I, I had to stop myself from saying that specific company because I know I know you watch quite a bit from them. Um, let's see here. So, was this a drama series? Can you be more specific? When you say drama, um, like what do you mean? Was it like a was it like a seinen type series? I should know you better than that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, when you say sane, and again, like you're just talking like something that's targeted towards like an older male demographic, yeah. or mm -hmm. then I'd say yes. Okay, uh, sane, and yeah, because I was recently I was mentioning looking on Crunchyroll, and I was scrolling across all of these series, and in the sane category, I'm looking at like. I don't think this one really qualifies. You see a lot of like shonen type stuff that um, mm -hmm. I just don't think exactly fits in what 
at least what I think a seinen series is, or maybe more generally, like what I look for in a seinen series. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I eventually want to get this studio. Uh, uh, Bones. Nope. Uh, Ufotable. Nope. Not Ufotable, damn. <laughs> um, You're going to go through every... Uh... Yeah every studio in existence before we get there (laughs) yeah because i I got this this time frame 2010 to 2015 Mm -hmm. all of these different genres that it's not or could be um i feel like hitting on the genre question would just be a waste of time for me Mm. so asking if it's a streaming question is kind of a waste yeah like what's what's not on streaming yeah because even uh, back then, it seemed like there were a lot more shows that were being streamed and stuff. And now it's like really difficult to to find like mm-hmm. maybe the one or two shows that are being fan subbed. I was, uh, you know, just a sidetrack here. I was thinking about these new coworkers that I have. They got to be in their like mid twenties or so. And uh-huh. I was thinking about that episode of Uncle from Another World where they were playing the Sega Saturn. And I was like. Were these guys even born when the Sega Saturn came out? It's like it's like I remember playing it. <laughs> you start you start having an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. It's like even Dreamcast. Like I hope they're not that young, but uh, Dreamcast Dreamcast is nineteen ninety nine. So right, that's only twenty two years uh, ago. Right, yeah, yeah. It's not too too far off. Um, um, it's something that you. Some a studio you respect, but they're not like a big favorite. It's definitely not like Kyo Annie or uh, something like that that you are a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they uh, Doga Koba. Nope, not Doga Koba. Shaft. Uh, nah. nah not no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to count that one because like that's that's definitely one that like. All right, you know how much I like Bakemon yeah. Atari. That, that that would come to mind immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of curious. Like, is it is it just Monogatari? Um, mm. But I remember like Sankarea being good back in the day, and they made some uh, other they stuff. made Nisekoi. Yeah, Nisekoi. That's that's um, not that's not what you first think yeah. of when you think of Shaft, but right, it it did happen. <laughs> um. So what are we at? One two. A1 Pictures. Mm-mm. Um, kind of looking. The, the bad thing is, like, looking through the recent seasons, I think, is bad because the, the studio landscape has changed a lot in weird ways. Mm-hmm. PA Works. Oh. No. Oh, man, we're going to. We might go over two on this podcast today with the, <laughs> with the, uh, with the, with the game. Mainly because I'm I'm so stuck on trying to figure out this studio. It's uh, again like this is this is a studio that I would I think we would all like on the podcast we would all agree has made stuff that we all enjoy, but like it doesn't they don't make enough stuff for us to be like oh yeah that's one of the best animation studios ever, you know. Okay, so that's my hint. So it's almost so it's almost as much a frequency thing as it much as a uh, 
favorite thing. Because I think production IG still is frequent with stuff they animate. Uh, boy, Gonzo, that's a name. Are they even around anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I think the no last way. anime was some titty anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we don't respect Hood's entertainment that much. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely love Trigger, so I'm not going to reference that. This could be. Uh, I'm, I'll take I'll take this one as a question because I think it's kind of iffy. Uh, Studio Feel. Nope. Okay. Because they they occasionally do some good things. Um, mm-hmm. There was that while there where we really looked at them as oh they're just. Uh, bad etchy company but they've kind of reformed they did uh suki gakure yeah i i do i i do think of studio feel pretty fondly like i would say that you're kind of on the right track of like consistency and uh all right like like i don't always like feel is not one of the first anime studios i think of (laughs) all right so I'm missing a fair, a fairly popular one, and I've gone through slice of life. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Um, uh, it has it has very, like it you know the genre description are very specific. Like it has very two specific genre descriptions <laughs> that hmm. you haven't touched on yet. Um. I don't want to guess. I probably, sh- I'll probably regret it. But is it an etchy anime? Nope. No. Eighteen. I got one more question and a guess. <laughs> white Fox Studio. Is it a White Fox? Yes. Okay. <laughs> white fox <laughs> you finally you finally landed Jesus. on it <laughs> i fixed so many shit studios before white fox too oh my god but but you, you see what i'm talking about like white fox has definitely made good stuff it, yeah. it's just that it, you don't think of it immediately <laughs> okay so is this a show about um oh you got to guess now because that was 19, right? Oh. Yeah, but... Oh, so it is to guess? Yeah, you gave me, you gave me 21, so, so I'll oh, let you okay, go. All right. Okay, alright. Um, I do kind of just want to guess at this point. Um, <laughs> is it... Hadaraku Mausama? No! Uh, <laughs> I was trying to guess season one. It's Steinsgate. Steinsgate, Okay. That was that was so, a, I was gonna ask my first I was gonna ask on the science genre of it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's I was like I was like, man, if if he hits if he hits science fiction, he'll he'll probably get there. But like Yeah, Steinsgate, um I've been thinking about it recently, uh, because uh another manga I'm reading, uh Eden Zero has a very similar uh time travel mechanic to it. And I was like, man, Steinsgate was so good. <laughs> so I'm curious about Eden Zero. Uh, spoilers for anybody that just watched season one on Netflix. I'm actually curious myself. 
because I remember fairy fairy tale. Mm-hmm. They did an interesting time skip thing where they the, the people were frozen mm-hmm. in time or something for seven years. So yeah. time advanced around them, but they still stay the same. Is there something similar going on in Eden Zero? Well, uh, first of all, to the to the point of fairy tale, like yes, what you described happened, but fairy tale was so long that there was also eventually just a regular time skip, okay. <laughs> where like you know, like uh, a year had passed and you know people had grown up and their costumes had changed, whatever. But uh, for for Eden Zero, there's a there's a more traditional time skip that happens later on in the series, like a three year uh, okay uh, time skip, a la, a la like Naruto Shippuden. Okay, yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I know, uh, I think they announced season two, that they're going to be working on the anime of that at some yeah, point. So, so they announced it, and we now know that it's coming out in 2023, but still no official date. Yeah, and I've seen news about Gundam Witch from Mercury that the prologue is going to be out soon, but we don't know who the streaming service is, and I'm really... Crossing my fingers that it's not Netflix. Uh, YouTube. It'll be on, on Gundam Info channel. Okay, so Gundam Info will have it. Okay, that's good to know. Because the, the announcement that I saw was very general, and they didn't list who. So, yeah, I've yeah, been... It, uh, I, just... I imagine, like, because I think the last couple of, like, build uh, Gundam build shows have just been on YouTube. So it'll probably be the same thing for Witch of Mercury. Okay. Hopefully so. That would be the easiest solution than, than mm. whatever, because, uh, I mean, we're still waiting on part two of Stone Ocean. Like, oh, yeah, I, I Stone Ocean, and again, this is like a tangent or whatever. But like, JoJo is a series that that thrives on fan engagement, you know, and people making memes and uh, it, the, the to be continued meme was something that came out of the anime for Jojo, uh, mm-hmm. part one, like season six didn't have any of that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like season six, uh, or part six came out and, and like, I feel like everyone binged it like in the first like couple of days and then immediately forgot about it and moved on to the next thing. And, and there's no, there's no memes. There's no, uh, like Jorno's theme was a huge thing uh, for for part five, and like even though Jolene has a theme that's also just as awesome, like probably nobody recognizes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, that has been episode three twenty seven of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, usual stuff. Animation org. All of our socials there. Uh, Discord, check us out there. Don't hack us, please. Don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> I lost all my pictures, man. <laughs> yeah, got to, got to start fresh. Um, so coming up soon, I, you know, I think you know we we eventually got to get to the point where we do a wrap up and and talk about uh, Uncle from Another World, Call from the Night. I think I eventually got to check out some Licorice Recoil. That sounds like it's been pretty popular this season. Yeah, that's that's the 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 hit of the season that I'm not watching, unfortunately. Like, and and I keep seeing people talk about it, and and it's one of those contrarian things where it's like I see so much of it that I'm like, 
I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and in some way, you almost feel like you are watching it just through like five second gifs or something like that. Like, yeah, ah, I, I get the show. I get what they're what they're doing. There's like romantic tension between the two main characters, right? Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's at least that's what the people posting on Twitter have led me to believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, for Amro, I'm Jero. We will see you next time on the Anvision Podcast. Believe it. <laughs>